0: Good afternoon. This is Live and Learn on the Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The YWCA Kuala Lumpur has been empowering and providing safe spaces for women and girls for generations. And it is perhaps best known for its vocational training opportunity center that has equipped more than 1,800 girls from B40 communities all over the country with income generating skills. Now, the movement, which was established in 1913, has celebrated many milestones throughout the years. And today on the show, we want to reflect on that journey. Joining me to do that are Joanne Yo. She's the the current president of YWCA Kuala Lumpur. She's also the chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Centre. Also with us, Datuk Ramani Gurusami. She was the first executive director of the Vocational Training Opportunity Centre. She's one of the primary movers of the YWCA KL. And also with us, Jirita Suito. She's the current vice president of YWCA KL. She's the first vice president, I hear. Uh, Also a former beneficiary. She's got many stories to share. We're going to hear all of that and more. Welcome, ladies. How are you today? Fantastic. We're
1: good. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolute pleasure. So yeah. congratulations, 110 years yeah, since it was yeah. established, of course. Uh, but I know there's some, uh, the years kind of like it was only uh, formally registered a bit later. Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. First question, I guess, uh, would uh, one of you, maybe could you share some insights into the early days of the YWCA in Kuala Lumpur? that Ramani, would you like to go first? Yeah.
2: Well, I, the ywca was uh, the earliest women's organization in Malaysia. One of the, maybe I should say, maybe there was some other hidden <laughs> ones. One of the earliest women's organizations. Um, it was started in 1913. That was when the pioneering work was done by the YWCA women. That, and those days they didn't have a building of their own. So they used to meet in homes and move from one home to another, to, which was convenient to them and hold meetings there. And in 1914, YWCA was registered.
0: Okay. All right. And what would you say inspired, the? you know, Dr. Ramani, you mentioned the founders, right? What inspired the founders to establish the YWCA and how would you say its mission and vision has changed or has it remained consistent over the years? Uh, any of you actually who would like to take that question?
1: Yeah, so, okay, the YWCA actually started in England <laughs> back in the day when there was the Industrial Revolution, when there was the Crimean War, Crimean-Crimean War, uh, which, interestingly, was in the the area of Ukraine, you know, and even now there's war there, it's like, wow. Um, and they wanted to create uh, safe spaces for, for women mm-hmm. to go and work in the industrial areas uh, because the men were all at war. Uh-huh. Um, and I think... It was really women coming together, right To to work together for the betterment of society mm-hmm. um, And this movement spread throughout the world la. So mm. yeah, so Dr. Rahmani said that we are one of the earliest The first YWCA was in Penang, 1909 yes. if I'm not mistaken That's right, yeah So yeah, creating safe spaces And
3: um, even now, I believe we are uh, We are still doing it Yeah Safe spaces for women mm-hmm. Don't allow men to, to stay in our complex at all okay. <laughs>
0: That's one way of doing it as well, yes. <laughs> very important part. Yeah. 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 And of course as you mentioned, it that has remained consistent, you know, uh, throughout all these years, isn't it? Just providing yeah. that very safe space for so many uh underprivileged women and, and just women in general. Yeah, yeah. To
1: to come out and be empowered la, mm. to take their place in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: So maybe I'll, I'll just recap our mission and our vision sure. that the YWCH works for the development of women and girls, irrespective of race, religion, language and social economic empowerment to help them to recognise that they are equal value with the potential to contribute to society, enable them to achieve self-determination and self-reliance in all areas of life, motivate and enable them to achieve their full potential, physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, develop their leadership and moral courage to take responsible actions towards improving their status. Actually, this vision and mission is still true to today. And the Vocational Training Opportunity Centre, or in short, VTOC, which is a project of the YWCA Kuala Lumpur, is helping us to achieve that vision and mission amongst our other projects.
2: Okay. This is the Wadaluci KL that started the Girl Guide Movement, Uh Mm. which is a really win win situation for young girls in our country Mm. because the Girl Guides Movement spread fast to all the schools. And the girls then had the opportunity to attend leadership programs, be trained in various activities, and help build. In fact, they used the term as as a movement for the body.
3: Mind and, and soul, soul and spirit, yeah. kind
2: mm-hmm. of. Uh, and, and it really caught on, and it was a, a good empowering program for the young girls in the schools. Mm. And instead sort of sitting in the homes, mm. sitting in the homes or sitting in the schools, studying, here they had the opportunity to be out on the field mm-hmm. to participate in games, activities, etc. Mm-hmm. And to learn so many skills yeah. as well
0: uh, along the way as well, isn't it? And so let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, the milestones and there's plenty of them. So what would you say are some of the more most significant milestones and achievements of the YWCA in KL since its inception?
2: It, it was, in 1963, the YWCA decided to form a National Council of Women's Organizations for Malaysia. They then met with women's organizations and persuaded a few of them to come together. And with that, they registered the National Council of Women's Organizations in 1963. The Now, the, the biggest for me, the achievement would be that coming into the uh, NCWO, having mm-hmm. NCWO there, the they started to look at uh, this, the most important at that time was the discriminatory pra- practices that were against women workers. Right. So they, what NCW did, the first thing was to identify all discriminatory practices against women that they knew of. So they met with the women's organisations and they kind of drew up a um, plan of action okay. they uh, invited people to write in and tell us now what is that what is a problem with your organization or what is a problem with uh, that uh, is this stopping you from achieving more or what you want to achieve what are these sh- uh, things that are uh, in these barriers uh, mm-hmm. yeah okay. and so th- so it gave an opportunity to uh, women's organisations to come together, sit together, and iron out these difficulties that they were facing. Mm-hmm. And they were able to uh, also put in proposals and draw up an action plan. And so, how the NCWO should work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and you know, you've had a long illustrious mm-hmm. history through with NCWO.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and you know, you you're still it's still going strong,
1: right? Would you say? No? Yeah, NCWO is still going. Very, very strong on its own. I think one of the things that I marvel at when I look at the history of the YWCA, it's how we start something and then we give it the wings to fly. I mean, you talk about the Girl Guides. I never would have imagined that, wow, the YWCA started this movement that that is now like, I don't know how many thousand million probably strong in Malaysia. Um, and the NCWO has taken on the life of its own. It's independent. And I think that's that's credit to really good um, founders, you know. Mm-hmm. Founders who started up and give it that grounds to really move on and, and not have to hold hold on to the reins forever yeah, yeah, exactly they
2: <laughs> yeah. found their, they found their feet and they you know at yeah, 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 exactly. completely yeah, different exactly. levels yeah. yeah and then just because of discussions with the NCW only then we real, we realize the number of discriminatory practices that were against women workers exactly. especially mm. yeah, yeah you know and later like one stumbling block was when You see, we have the girls going out, work, studying first, the boys and girls studying first. They find the job of their choice. They start working. And then life goes on so smoothly for the boys. There Mm -hmm. are no stumbling blocks along the way. Suddenly, the girls fall in love and want to get married. The biggest stumbling block is is when they get married, they are forced to have one day's break in service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that, they lose all their um, permanency ah, you know, they permanency. lose their permanency the minute they get married and have this one day's break service then makes them back to a, a temporary position oh. right so uh, from a permanent position you you, are, you go to a temporary position and a, and that doesn't happen to the boys right. so mm-hmm. it, it it only happens to the girls right. also I think in those days the people believed that the men, yes, the husbands, when they marry their the wives, that they're going to totally look after them and completely take care of all their needs. And therefore, the girls, the women don't have to even work. They can stay at home, have babies, and look after family. So that kind of ideas were still there mm. with them. And that is, was the, the reason why they... Uh, we have this problem. Okay, okay. But then, of course, you know, you you challenged those uh, discriminatory
3: right. policies mm-hmm. and,
0: uh, you know, fought for, for the rights of women. So, I mean, that's a huge uh, huge milestone there. Uh, how about for you, Joanne and Juita? You know, anything that you want to share in terms of
3: uh, milestones? In, in terms of the milestones? Well, uh, in 20... Now, this was before COVID, 2018, all right? Well, the VTOC celebrated its 20th anniversary. That's when we caught up last. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And, you know, it was so significant Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, uh, the VTOC has been uh, empowering this disadvantaged women and girls for Mm -hmm. the last 20 years and we've seen the success stories. Okay, not everyone is a success story, okay? But those who have got the confidence which we wanted to instill from the time they come in because when they come in, oh my goodness, they're so timid, they're so shy, Mm -hmm. they lack confidence. But for the one year after they have uh, gone through the program with us and with all the other development programs that we give, they become so mature. They can stand on their own. They're financially independent, mm. you know, and they can start contributing to society and also to their own family. Mm-hmm. So 20 years of that, I thought that was a great milestone for yes. a centre like this. Mm. Undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. And and for you, Juwita, anything? Um... I think the other one was the Glen. Sorry, we we're like kind of jumping around the, the timeline. <laughs> but in 1985, we actually had a Glenn Marie uh, preschool. So you, you were talking about how um, boys had it easier than girls. They probably still do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but I think this, this drew my attention to how um, kids from poorer backgrounds, you know, when they enter into primary one or Tahun satu lah, right? Mm-hmm. They already have um uh what's the word, ah? Early uh, childhood?
2: Yeah, Education. no, I mean those
1: those who are from urban, uh, mm. richer backgrounds, you have your preschool. Yeah. You right? already have a step and, up in the correct. Sense. And once you get into Tahun Satu or Raja Satu, you already know all your alphabets, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but the kids from the poorer areas who didn't have preschool are already disadvantaged. Uh, so that Glen Marie mm-hmm. Play Center was well at that time Glen Marie was uh um, not so affluent place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the estates, you know, children of the estates, we set up a, a preschool for them um, to help them to, you know, get a better foothold when they enter primary yeah. one. And yeah. it was really, really uh, exciting to hear how some of them had graduated and and their kids, you know, are coming back to, to contribute. Um, so for me, that was a milestone. Um, now, of course, I mean, now, of course, Glenry has changed. Yes. Um, so we have closed that project down. But okay. I do believe that a lot of lives were touched during uh, do, through that project as well. Yeah. Again, you identified yeah. a problem, right? You realised yeah. that these
0: children were disadvantaged, uh, not just from an income level, but also from an education mm, level. And mm. so you stepped in to so give them that, that step up, that foot uh, the foot in the door in that yeah, sense, right? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um,
2: yes, the Amini? Going back to the good old days, here <laughs> I would like to say that uh, the famous um, tin miner uh, Tauke Chu Cheng Ke. Mm-hmm. He was thoroughly impressed by the work of the YWCA and how they were reaching out to the schools through the girl guides movement, mm-hmm. and how the young girls were getting an opportunity to mm-hmm. participate in. Things that like before the women, the mothers would not say, No, girls can't play football, can't play hockey, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But here they there was an opening for them. Wonderful. And so he was so very impressed with that, that he gave one acre of land to the YWCA to carry out its active activities. activities.
0: Okay. Yeah, testament to the good work that you guys are doing even from all the way then. Um, let's just go for a very quick break when we come back. I want to find out more about your stories and how you guys got involved with the YWCA. Right. I'm speaking today to Joanne Yo. She's the current president of YWCA KL. She's the chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Centre. Also with us, Dr. Ramani Gurusami. She's, she was the first executive director of the VTOC. She was one of the primary movers of YWCA KL. And also Juita Suito. She's the current vice president of YWCAKL. We're talking about you know all the different things that they've done throughout the years but we're also going to be looking forward to see some of their plans for the future. We'll have more after this quick break. Keep it here on Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. In the studio with me today, three very renowned and very, very lovely ladies. Joanne Yo, the current president of YWCA Kuala Lumpur, the chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Centre. Tatut Ramani Gurusami, the first executive director of the Vocational Training Opportunity Centre, one of the primary movers of the YWCA KL. And Jurita Suwito, the vice president of YWCA KL. Uh, she's also working on some of their latest projects. She's also the initiator of the YWCA Kl Community Oasis. We're going to talk a little bit about that after this. But, ladies, you know, um, you know, you shared all the different uh, achievements and milestones of the YWCA KL uh, before the break, right? But I'm curious, how did each of you get involved in the YWCA? You know, what, what actually, um, you know, motivated you to dedicate your time and efforts to the organization for so many years? Joanne,
3: you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I've been involved with the YWCA KL and the VTOC for almost eight <coughs> years. I was actually invited by the late Mrs. Junio. Who was then the co-chairperson of the VTOC, uh, to be a board governor. And then was also now, was then after that roped in by her to be part of the board of the YWCA Kuala Lumpur. Now, shortly after I became a member of YWCA Kuala Lumpur, I was roped in to take on the position of president. They didn't give me a lot of time to learn <laughs> about the organization. They just said, Joanne, just take it on, okay? It was pre-COVID times, but... It was an exciting time as YWCA Kuala Lumpur started its youth wing, helmed by a young lady named Lindsay Ong, creative and dynamic architect by profession, but decided to pursue her passion in social work. Social enterprises were set up, renovations to the complex buildings were completed, and YWCA. KL to on a dynamic turning point with a slew of activities such as the 20th anniversary of the VTOC, the Ro Festival which also the, saw the launch of the new music video by Juwita Suito, <laughs> and countless <laughs> activities in the Refurb heritage building. Almost two and a half years ago, after the unfortunate demise of Mrs Junio, I took over as the chair of the VTOC. And at the VTOC, as I have mentioned, I have witnessed many of these disadvantaged B40 women and girls coming in, and especially even those from the Sabah and Sarawak, the Orang Asal and the Orang Asli from the Peninsular Malaysia, mm-hmm. that after a year of being with us, being empowered, I really uh, see the change in them, and that now they have become such useful members of society. Uh, they... To me, importantly, they are financially independent mm-hmm. and able to contribute. Okay. That, to me, uh, really touches me. And why do I still serve after eight years? It's mm. because of that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Even though you had that short time frame, right, to decide to take on these uh, important roles yes. as well. <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> eh? and so that's wonderful. Dr. Ramani? Yeah. Uh, no, okay. I, I wanted to mention uh, uh, this legisl- this that in 1968, Parliament passed, the Married Women and Children Enforcement and Maintenance Act and the Pensions Act 1968. With these acts, two acts uh, being passed and gazetted, really moved mountains for the women's women. movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when the act was gazetted, it gave women workers permanency and, and pensionable status. And which, of course, then entitled them to housing, medicals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, with the men who were just receiving on a silver platter. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So again, uh, you know, discrimination, uh, discriminatory policies, which you guys fought for and won for yes, so many women yes. who don't even realize it. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, came so easy for us. But what, what is your story, Dr. Uh, Ramani? For when what made you, you know, become a member of the YWC AKL? Why did you want to join
2: and help? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was Mrs. Rasama Bupalan, who was a very <laughs> active member. And, and she was uh, the one who really uh, kind of uh, roped me to be. Uh, and, and she felt that there was a need for more women to be involved in the KL, and that there were so many uh, services that we could provide provided that we had enough people to do the work. Mm. And that's how she went, not me alone, but went around getting more and more of the young people roping in at that time I was young, (laughs) roping the younger people to be involved in the work of the YWCA.
0: Okay. But you've remained there ever since, isn't it? So uh, helping in some capacity or other, which is wonderful. And, and Juita, I know you have a very interesting story to tell about, uh, you know, how
1: you, you know, came to okay. be part of it. Um, you're going to hear a lot of uh, the same names repeated. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fresh out of college and uh, Dato Rasama Bupalan, who wasn't even Dato at that time. Um, she actually was one of the advisors in my college. Mm-hmm. And I went for a funeral, okay? Like totally, you know, like <laughs> innocently went to a funeral, Tan Sri Tanchi kun's funeral no less. Okay. <laughs> and walking out of the room, um, it was Natarasama who bumped into me and said, Chuita, what are you doing nowadays? you know. And I'm like, Well, I just finished just finished uh, college and then she said, I have a very, very interesting job for you <laughs> like Uh, And what would that be? She's just down the road. Because the funeral, was just down the road, literally from the YWCA. She says, we are setting up a very, very interesting um, um, project that I think you would really enjoy. And you know what project that was? It was the vocational (laughs) training center. (laughs) There you go. go. (laughs) So I joined fresh out of college, uh, wet behind the ears. And uh, there was no building at the time. We were crazily trying to raise funds. Um, they were. I remember they were doing the, the piling, just putting the foundation. And every day it was writing, um, what was it? Uh, uh, um, appeal letters to everybody she could think of. Everybody you could think of, a letter was going them, to them to say, you need to help um, disadvantaged young women to get skills training so that they can have a future. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I, I started. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I kind of stuck all the way to now.
0: I'm seeing similarities in all of these three <laughs> stories. Mm. <laughs> but no, that's wonderful because obviously clearly,
2: you know, important work. And, and it's not easy to say no to. <laughs> so, if she decides to rope you in, you get a rope. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> bless <laughs> her, bless <laughs> her. So, um, so th- th- that was how you all got involved. Any any memorable moments or experiences during your time there that has had a very lasting impact on you, perhaps, uh, Joanne? Or, or was that the one that you already mentioned? Yeah. Okay, that I was right. the one. Was okay. Really, okay,
3: okay,
1: okay, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. I've got okay. so many. Yes. Got Please, so many. okay. Jirita, <laughs> what about you? Um, okay, so I mentioned I was wet behind the ears, um, really, really in my early 20s, got you all know how old I am now, um, but there was this time when I remember that, I remember looking at, you know, all the material and the resources and I said, wow, YWCA is this international movement, you know, we're in 120 countries and I really wanted to find out what other people in other countries were doing mm. um, and I would say, oh, wow, YWF, YWCA of Australia is doing this for young women or YWCA of Taiwan and Korea are doing all these things and I had this little inspiration to to do a little challenge. I just wanted to try something. Let's let's do this project for young women. Um, and I remember how uh, you know, I brought it to Mrs. Junior, who was the president, who also became my mentor. And I said, can we do this? Uh? You know, like super new. Can we do this? And um, I think the entire board just rallied behind that idea. And we did this program. We got The Body Shop to, to be a partner. We got um, NST Youthquake and everything. Um, so we ran this program. It was really about um, giving young women um, input, you know, about their financial literacy. We even do that until now about body image, about um, self, um, what's the word, uh, um, dignity and stuff like that. Um, and it was a one-off project, right? And then 20 years down the road, one of the girls who, were, who was there got really active in the Y. She's actually on our board now. And I asked her, you know, can you tell us, you know, what, what made you come back after all this time? Mm. And she said, do you know, I grew up in Tanjung Malim. And my entire growing up years, my teenage years, I thought my future would just be, I won't say what, what job lah. Because, <laughs> yeah, but she just thought it would be just that, which was actually quite a, a good job. I would think, but she had no clue that the world was so much bigger than that. And she said, me coming for that event really opened up my eyes to what I could do. Mm. And for me, that's memorable because it was just a little project that, hey, let's let's try doing this, but it, it impacted one person. And I think it's memorable for me because you know a lot of times in the work, right? You do things and you're like, why am I doing this? Sometimes you get tired yeah, course, and you're thinking, why am I doing this? And then you remember that hey, one person's life was changed, and, and that's enough. Yeah, just one person. And yeah. I mean, the training center, the Y has touched like thousands so, mm, and thousands so of people. Many. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, <coughs> well, definitely. And you know, it's just that tiny seed that needs to be planted, right? Yeah, 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 for them to see, like you know, this is not the only path for you. There is so much uh, that yeah. you can do that you're capable of doing. It's unfortunate, right, that they've been told their whole lives like, no, you know, this is the path that you have. So it's wonderful that there's programs like these, mm. uh, you know, a place like the YWCA, an organization like the YWCA offering that. And of course, you know, you've helped countless women uh, all, all, you know, all around, all through these years. And, um, we've spoken about the VTOC, right? Mm. Would there be any other key programs or initiatives you think that have made a positive difference in the local community? I mean, if you want to talk about the VTOC also, I mean, in, in further, that's also absolutely fine. But yeah, any other programs?
3: Yes, actually, I can speak about the um, <coughs> the various programs that we had that has actually uh, resulted in a transformation of the women girls. I, I spoke a little bit of how the girls used to come in when they started, You know their program with us, and after one year, it's like you know you're all grown up to be matured and all, and uh, really being able to stand themselves out Mm. in the workplace. So, um, what we have found out is that through the years we have implemented a number of programs, and it has to be a program that has to be implemented every year, because that's the only way we can really get that quality into them. Okay, when they leave now, Mm. on such program, and we did. And we have done this for the last 10 years. And this was actually... It's actually delivered by another NGO. But and that NGO and the VTOC worked on this program for 10 years. Wow. And every year, they will train up the girls. It's called a Work Ready Now program. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, a work readiness program... If you were in an urban area and your parents are rich, they will have really sent you out because it's really <clears> knowing how to, you know how you're going to write your resume, how you're going to apply for a job, how would you go for an interview, your communication skills, your goal setting. So where the VTOC girls are concerned, so every year we have this work, ready in our program, which has now translated onwards to a uh, a need for them to when they get the resumes, they start doing their profiles in preparation for their career fair. Okay. So we've started a career fair in the VTOC. They, the employers will come in and they will interview the girls and the girls have a chance to choose where they want to work.
1: Wonderful.
3: Right, yeah. and they do it for two months mm-hmm. and hopefully if they work well, you know, that's a chance of a permanent job offer at the end when they graduate. So that's the whole idea of the career fair. <laughs> and inbuilt in there, we always have a now a entrepreneurship program. We realized that these girls, okay, now they may harbor an ambition to be a businesswoman or open their own business. They may not have it right now, but we've started throwing the seeds, okay, so that uh, when they have enough experience and they've saved enough money and they're brave enough, then they want to start their own business. So. I was quite surprised when, when I was doing, uh, when when because I do, I am a trainer on the work ready now. And one of the one of the um, modules is about uh, values and ethics and everything. So when I asked them a question, uh, the whole bunch of girls, I said, uh, "How many of you want to open up a business?" Okay, and that's strongly agree, agree, strongly disagree or disagree. Okay, yeah. all of them moved to the position that says strongly agree. Mm-hmm. I said, "Wow." Okay. We have done what well. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them, all right, now have the seeds of entrepreneurship. And just mm. to share with you one story, okay? Mm. One of the orang-asli girls asked asked the daddy, uh Daddy, if I want to open up a business, you uh, you got money to help me, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to open up a business, Daddy will come and help you and put you the money behind you. Mm. And this is one of the current girls in, in the course and I'm wow. so pleased. So pleased that, you know, these things are already now in them and they all just have to let it blossom <clears> when they go out. And, of course, we also have shared, you know, although I say local community, our local community is basically our neighbours. So, mm. if you look at, like, PNB Medical Ventures, they're just opposite of us, which is the 118 building, and, of course, all the other areas as well. So, we have also indirectly actually had some have dealings with them as well, like PNB uh, 118, we participate a lot in... Uh, an interaction between both of them in their events their bazaars and everything they will always call count on us to come by and we'll support them you know putting in our tables and our products for the for the bazaar and also even for the career fair we also have some of the some of the the businesses which are around the Chinatown area and they also come in for our career fair so indirectly we have now a little bit of spillover onto our communities as well Okay, yeah.
0: all right. Mm. Wonderful. You know, planting seeds, sparking change. That's what I'm getting from, you know, all the different Thank programs you. that WCAK have been doing. Um,
1: Ju- Juita or Dr. Ramni, anything you wanted to add to that? Um, You were asking about key programs, key right? Key programs, yeah. Uh, there is, one of our oldest programs is actually <coughs> the Wednesday Morning Club. So I was looking at the history, right? Mm. And they started in 1949. Like way older than, okay, not them, but... Me and me (laughs) and you yeah Uh, yeah definitely right Um, and this group of women when when I was young like when I was young and I just started (laughs) at the Y I used to think it's just a social club you know Mm -hmm. Um, well Thai Thai is getting together on on Wednesday mornings Uh, they would do their cooking demonstrations talk health financial things But I think as I began to observe, um, I realised that actually what we're doing, right, we are actually empowering women, not just women from B40 communities, but women who have the means to make positive um, decisions, you know, decisions that make a a bigger impact than Mm. what they would probably have um, done without the wife, for example. So just uh, a couple of weeks back, um, we had this thing about... uh, Uh, how you can save the environment and save your money as well, you know, at the same time. (laughs) And we were talking about refills. Uh, This was at the Wednesday morning club. And uh, for this year, I think it was one of the, what's the word, Um, record-breaking attendance for for Mm -hmm. that particular uh, Wednesday. And you could see the excitement when the speaker was just talking about, you know, about zero waste and about how you handle the things that you buy or throw. And after that, they were so excited. They were like, yeah, yeah, I want to get, I want to do this refill thing. I want to do zero waste. Wonderful. And it occurred to me that, hey, this Tai Tai is coming together. Huh? It's not just social club, you know, it's it's actually empowering them to make a difference. Lah. So now I see, now I see it's not always you have to help just the B40, but everybody, just that awareness. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> makes women makes empowerment. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So so okay, we've
0: spoken about uh you know current programs. I do want to talk about some future programs, but we just need to go for one more quick break. Okay. I'm speaking today to Joanne Yo, the president of YWCAKL, chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Centre, that Ramani Gurusami, the first executive director of the VTOC and a primary mover of YWCAKL, and Juwita Suito the Vice President of YWCAKL. We'll talk more about their future plans after this quick break. Keep it right here on Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back, this is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. In the studio with me today, Joanne Yo, the current president of YWCA-KL, the chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Centre or VTOC, Dr. Ramani Gurusami, the first executive director of the VTOC and a primary mover of the YWCA-KL and Juita Suito, the vice president of YWCA-KL, the first vice president I hear as well. <laughs> um, so, okay, we've spoken about the past, uh, we've spoken about the present. I do want to talk a little bit about the future now. Um, can you highlight Highlight some, um, you know, you're marking a very significant uh, anniversary this year, right? 110th mm-hmm. anniversary, which is wonderful. Um, what are some plans or programs that you're working on? Some future plans, yeah.
1: Okay, so 110, we were we were thinking, what would be the best way to celebrate? We didn't want to do like a big rah-rah thing, because we already did that 10 years ago and we turned 100. <laughs> and we thought, hey, this would be a good time to reintroduce the why reintroduce the programs because you know during covid right a lot of things went quiet a lot of things shut down and honestly just before covid like you were saying just now joanne like a lot of things were happening and then it just went quiet (laughs) Mm. so we're using this opportunity to reintroduce um i think one of the the upcoming one the next one that we're having is the anniversary unite uh unite walk and panel discussion you want to Talk a little
3: bit about that since you are in the committee for that one. <laughs> okay, on December the 2nd, okay, um, we've decided that the YWCAKL is going to start its advocacy activities. Okay. So we decided, let's celebrate this 16 days of activism of elimination of violence against women. So we decided that we will do a, a UNITE walk. Okay, UNITE is the UN team, right? So mm. that's why the word UNITE. A UNITE walk... And a panel discussion on December the second, and the walk uh, will start from the YWCA Kuala Lumpur at eight am. Okay. All right? We won't walk for long. It'll be only for half an hour, but around Chinatown. Nice. So I did tell the participants, okay, along the way, you all want to go have breakfast, it's okay. You know, <laughs> I like <love> this walk. <laughs> That's my kind of work. <laughs> but make sure you come back for the for the panel discussion. that's happening at 9.30. So we are going to feature a number of things which is very relevant. Um, we have Betty Yeo from AWAM and she's going to speak on the Anti-Sexual Harassment Bill mm-hmm. uh, that's already been passed by Parliament. Then we have uh, Leo who's going to speak about all sorts of scams. Mm. love scams job scams whatever scams all right okay. and then we're going to have ACP city who's going to talk about a little bit about human trafficking okay. all right there's so much of that happening right now so these we really relevant topics and by the way we are also having the girl guys to walk with us right? okay so okay. we are probably having close to about 120 to 150 people walking right so it's only half an hour look at it as an exercise so you took it walk. <laughs> nice. okay nice. <laughs> all right okay. and but it's just to show so kind of a unite united against the team being is that unite against gender-based violence mm. okay and is this open to everybody yes it's open to everybody uh just come if you want eight at uh, eight o'clock join us for the walk here yeah? mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to call in for the panel session by all means, you can come in as well. Okay. We we know we know that generally it's best if you if you register, but it's okay. okay. Yeah, all I don't right. think that I don't. I think we can take in some of the crowd. It's okay. not an issue. All yeah. right, and I'm sure all the information will be on your website as well, yes, right? right. For, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. On our social media. On your yeah, social, on social
1: media. media. <laughs> on the, so, the, so, <laughs> the social. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was um, well. That is going to be our immediate um, advocacy project. Uh, the other project that we're working on is uh, our. Community Building and Sustainability Project, uh, which we're calling the YWCA-KL Community Oasis. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of started, um, well, the idea was planted just after the floods of the Shah Alam floods, you know, and mm-hmm. everything just went submerged. Um, 2021,
2: right? It yes. 2021,
1: yeah. yeah. And this idea popped about the land that we have Behind. So just now we talked about the one-acre land. Um, that building got bombed during the, the World War, <laughs> Second World War. Yeah. And thankfully, because of the work, again, we were awarded a bigger piece of land, which is right now on Jalan Hang Jebat. So mm-hmm. we've got 3.75 acres of land. Um, and the vocational centre, the hostel, the clubhouse is all in the front area. A lot of people don't know that there is a... a area at the back which really we haven't really really utilized uh, to the max um, so there was some talk about hey maybe we should make it a car park and i'm like no not another concrete thing you know yeah. um and so um actually i i suggested this idea what about we make it like a, a community park like green up the place turn all that concrete into a green park where people can come in build community where we can have a food forest. Well, yeah, we're already going to have a food forest. Um, extend the urban farm that we already have. Create a space where women and their kids can come on the weekends, go jogging. Seniors can, you know, use the, the outdoor gym, the, bring their grandchildren to have the playground and everything. And amazingly, actually, I thought when I brought it up to the board, right? I really, really thought it would be shut down because it's such a crazy idea. It's ridiculous. It's going to cost like close to no, a million no. ringgit. No. <laughs> but everybody on the board went, yeah. yes, let's do this. And I'm like, no, oh no. What I got myself into? What have I got myself into? <laughs> yeah. got myself into? Um, so no turning back, right? The board has said, mm-hmm. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is our next project. Um, we are currently looking for... for um, funders, of course, Mm -hmm. Um, but what we wanted to do was really to get our members on board. We didn't just want, of course, we want to get corporates involved as well because everybody wants to green up KLCD and make it more livable but we also wanted to get our members to really own own this project so out came this idea not my idea of uh, 110 for 110 so we're looking for were 110 women to contribute a thousand ringgit and if you do the math that will already come up to 110 thousand ringgit and really that would just help us to do The utilities, just some of the groundwork, you know, the the planting is easy, (laughs) but yeah, so everybody contributes a thousand ringgit, go to a tree, of course, and then the facilities around that as well, Mm because you have to build toilets, right? You have to build uh, the pathways Mm -hmm. um, and everything. So that's our current project. Uh, We are hoping that it will be... On the move it already started we're designing the thing we've got partners on board we've got uh think city was one of the first to come on board with their um kl downtown kl grants um, mm. project um, and other people have already you know, said that they would be in, but it's still, it's still a humongous uh, undertaking, yes Undertaking, yes. Uh, the Wednesday Morning Club was one of the first to say, hey, you know, we'll support, you know, we'll, we'll come, come on board as well. So, yeah, if you're interested to contribute to something green, if you're listening, business people out there, um, yeah, get in touch with us. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it's still ongoing, right? It I mean, is anyone ongoing. just started. Um, hopefully in the next six months, we'll already see things um Building la okay. or rather greening. Building.
0: Okay, so yeah. it would. So I mean, it's minimum thousand ringgit in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and how do people like if they're interested? You know, just get in touch with you guys. Yeah. Uh, what would be the best
1: thing? What would be the best way to do that? Okay, so um, again, socials. I think right now is is the easiest way. Yes. <laughs> right. um, Ywcakl. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just drop us a note there. Okay. Uh, pop by our place. You yeah, know, I think that place. would be great. Right. Yeah, give us a call. All our contact details are on our yeah. website, okay. ywcakl.org. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. And you know. So, okay, so that's a, that's a huge program. And that's going to be, you know, again, beneficial, not just, um, you know, it's going to be beneficial for everyone. There's so few green spaces. There's so few places that we can go and spend quality time with our family. So that's great. Um, would you say there are any other, you know, key partnerships or collaborations with other organizations uh, that have been inter- instrumental in the YWCA-KL's work? And especially now, you know, I mean, coming out of COVID and everything, mm-hmm. you know, any of the partnerships that you want to talk about that have been
3: good or that maybe you're looking forward to as well? Oh, yes. Um, We've had um, our corporate sponsors, okay? And uh, not only that, we've also had... foundations who have been supporting us mm-hmm. for many many years you know and I really would like to say that it's so important to acknowledge actually all mm. of them thank all the individuals yeah. who have been a part of this 110th journey even yeah. for the VTOC you know our members you know whose vision and determination laid the foundation for our organisation and worked tirelessly day in and day out you know people like Datuk Ramani over here you know and our volunteers our supporters and partners who who believed our mission and contributed to our success. Okay, I also am very grateful, and I want to really thank our sponsors and our donors who have supported the VTOC financially over the last twenty-five years. And you know, you may be aware the trainees do not pay
2: mm. any money
3: at all. Everything is actually paid for for their food, their lodging, their courses, and everything. And I would like to thank uh, all our supporters for those who have also done projects not everyone who comes in just uh, will just financially sponsor okay the training the food the, and everything but some would like to sponsor projects all right so I would like to thank all those sponsors as well um, I'm not sure whether it's a it's a it's a platform for me to mention all the names but uh, they are they know who they are and they have actually contributed so much to all the various projects that we've done yeah okay okay.
0: Okay and and of course you know it's' um you're all open to new partnerships and new collaborations, right? If anyone's interested, they can always get in touch with you guys. Always looking for, and it doesn't, even if it's in kind, is that something that you're interested in? Like if they can volunteer their time to run programs and things like that, that is also...
3: Yes. Uh, We're always looking up for volunteers. In fact, uh, we've also been advised to get in touch with some of the volunteer organizations. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to rope them in. Young people, you know, who can maybe even get involved with part of uh, handling our social media, for example you know anything that you really want to volunteer and uh, if you want to do crowdfunding whatsoever because I always relate to a fact that you know you can be uh, because I was having a visit by the Monash students just the other day Mm. and I told them I said I know you guys in Australia but you know what you guys don't need to be here in order to volunteer I can relate to you a story about this girl in Melbourne. Uh, she helped us to, to crowdfund one of the projects, you know. And she said, I will run for every kilometre, um, the rest, my supporters will, will pay for that every kilometre I, r- I run, mm-hmm. okay? Do you know she raised how much? 27,000 wow. just Amazing. by just by doing that and all she did was crop fund mm-hmm. okay yeah. so you don't really physically need to be here but by doing this you can actually help us to go and do things yeah. which you never thought that you know you yeah. can do out of this country yeah. so I always tell them be very flexible because <coughs> the, the students came up to me and says, we are in Australia what can we do so mm. I gave them a, an idea, idea yeah. Yeah. you could do big sales you could do so many yeah. things isn't it there's That's a right, yeah. million and one things That's that
1: you right, can yeah. do Okay. actually I think the other way that people can help which we don't talk about a lot is come and use our spaces we've got event spaces yeah. we've got a hall we've got meeting rooms and you know every time you come obviously you're going to give us a contribution right so yeah. I mean it's a win-win thing you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that actually. Yeah, and right? it's, a, so it's not a certified heritage building, but you look at it, you already know it's a yes.
3: heritage
0: building. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. And then you're quite open to visitors coming. I mean, do we need to yeah. make a, an
3: appointment? Would that be the best? Or yeah, you just make walk the in? best because you know why? The guard <clears throat> is told, no strangers coming in. <laughs> so <laughs> let us know because um, it's all about safe space. Of course. Yeah. Of course so, you yeah. know, we've had one or two instances, you know, of um, guys... <laughs> Guys coming in Don't know who they are They come in Go and use our water To wash their motorbikes That was one thing Oh my god Okay let, let, let Really that happened So know. I said Please do tell us so that God will let you in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Make an appointment. Okay, noted. make an appointment. Come and see you guys and come, and, you know, experience it for yeah. yourself. This yes. is it. Okay. We're just running out of time. But, you know, you know as you guys celebrate, uh, well, as the YWCA, uh, KL celebrates its 110th anniversary, what legacy do you hope uh,
3: you to leave for future generations?
0: Joanne, you want to start first?
3: Right. You, see, for me, if you remember what Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world, okay? It really resonates with me. And uh, education is the key to eliminating gender inequality, to reduce poverty, to create a sustainable planet to prevent needless deaths and illnesses and to foster peace. And my hope and I pray that the YWCA will continue to actually impact women and girls, right? And I pray that... Um, it will continue to be the beacon of hope for disadvantaged women and girls mm-hmm. and be supported by our like minded sponsors, donors, and collaborators so that we can invest in the future and empower these upcoming generations. Yeah.
2: Okay, thanks, Joanne. And how about for you, Dr. Ramani? You know, just now when I'm going back, just now when Juwita <coughs> was wanting to come to tell us and uh, to test us to see whether we'll accept what she was planning you know i, yes, I yes. was really excited i think you know these is young people think about things that are so difficult to do or they have to be something great but no she went to basic she utilized our place made the best use of it and she at the same time to find out how could we Get more out of what we already have instead of looking for new things. Mm. So, really, uh, when you came to the meeting, we mm. did, I didn't express all these things, but I was <laughs> really delighted that you were going to do that, what you were going to plan, you explained to us that you were going to do.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the support. <laughs>
2: That's wonderful. And you know, that's another, that's just a pathway,
0: right, to the future yeah. and to the legacy mm. that you will leave for, yeah. you because know, so many I'll people. I'll be leaving soon. So, mm, what does that no, mean? Mean, <laughs> mean? I refuse I to that. accept this statement <laughs> at, young at the moment.
2: YWC, Young <laughs> Women's
0: Association. <laughs> it's just called the Y. We, young, young at heart, it is all the same, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so okay. Um, and how about for you, Julita?
1: Well, for me right now, it will definitely be the community oasis. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems so impossible now. Uh, But I think if in the next year we actually have a park that people can come uh, and be a part of, you know, have a physical space where people can be refreshed and and build community and just come and be inspired, that would be quite an amazing legacy to Mm -hmm. to leave behind. Mm -hmm. So our tagline is... Plant a seed, leave a legacy, uh, grow a legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah, that would for me would be it. Okay,
0: all right, and. Clearly, you've been doing that for the last 110 years, and you know, for the <laughs> next, I don't know how many hundreds of years more, let's hope. Uh, so, ladies, thank you so much uh, for sharing. Thank, you for, us. thank us. you for having yeah, us. Thank you for having yeah, us. It's an yeah. absolute pleasure. I was speaking to Joanne Yeo, the current president of YWCAKL, chairperson of the YWCA Vocational Training Opportunity Center, or VTOC, Dr. Ramani Gurusami, the first executive director of the VTOC and a primary mover of YWCAKL, and Jurita Suwito the vice president of YWCAKL. And the Mm -hmm. initiator of the YWCAKL Community Oasis. Uh, So do you can help in many many ways uh, you know as the ladies explained to us so do get in touch with them. I think the best way you just check out their website first ywcakl.org.my all the links are there right to your social media, your phone number and everything Uh, do find out how you can help and do get involved in whatever way you can but if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash learn you can also find it on the BFM App. This has been Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture, BFM
1: 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.